Welcome to another edition of the Hidden Layers Podcast, where we talk about all the exciting ways marketing, data, and deep learning are colliding. Today, we have Peter Schur, CMO of Room on the podcast. He intends to make Room a household name, synonymous with buying a car and flawless execution. As CMO, he oversees demand generation, brand development, and national sales. He previously served as CMO of Better Mortgage, and he was the VP of Digital Acquisition at American Express. His first car was a, seven, a 1979 Pontiac Bonneville, which uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more about on today's program. But first, Peter, welcome. Thank you, Jeremy. It's great to be here. So tell us a little bit about Vroom. You know, what is it? Well, what is it? Sure. So Room is a national retailer of cars. And so we buy, sell, and deliver cars nationwide to consumers. And we also provide financing and extended insurance products to consumers. And really, we're trying to provide a, uh, a really a new option to consumers compared to the traditional used car dealership experience. Got it. Okay. So, so you are a dealer? We are, in fact, a licensed dealer. Okay. And how do you differentiate Vroom from a CarMax, let's say, experience? I'm not a huge used car market uh, expert, so maybe you could talk about how you differentiate yourself in this market. Absolutely. So the way we look at it, there's, there's really no doubt that buying a car online is a, a new experience for consumers. We also know that consumers, in some of the research we look at, are incredibly dissatisfied with the traditional dealership experience. You know, in fact, a recent survey showed that, by, I think it was by Cox Automotive, that 81% of consumers are not, not satisfied with the traditional car buying experience. So as a result, what Room tries to do from a brand standpoint is really put transparency and assurance as the absolute like foundation of our brand promise. And it really permeates every aspect of what, how we execute from a website with no haggle prices, photos that highlight small imperfections uh, in cars. We have a very simple financing process and a customer service and delivery team that makes for like a world-class you know, driveway experience in delivering a car or picking up a car from a consumer selling a car to us. But in the end, we're really looking to remind consumers that, you know, with room, they don't have to go to the dealership again. They don't have to spend hours on a Saturday actually sitting in a showroom with their family. And so it's really, that's kind of the differentiation between room and a traditional car buying experience. All right. So you're not, you're not like a broker type site, like an eBay Motors, you know, it's, it's uh, you can do a search, but it's not you're, you're just buying from somebody else. You take you take possession of the cars. You take a look at the cars, et cetera. Absolutely. In fact, we have we actually own thousands of cars and position them around the country. We recondition every single one of those cars in a network of reconditioning centers around the country to be as close as possible to the consumer. And we absolutely own all the cars. All right, great. So, so I want to buy a car. I've been to the room site. I've did some searches for all the uh, cars that I would love to own one day, but can't afford. Or, you know, if I live in New York, I can't park, so it doesn't matter. And so, let's say I like a car, but there's there's like twenty of the same car. How do I how like how does the room experience help me with all these things? 
Great question. So that's the interesting thing out of the, you know, like 5,000 plus cars that we list for sale and many more that we have in process of being prepared to be listed. Each one of our products is unique. So even within a make model, there's different colors, there's different packages, there's different mileage that's on each of these cars. That's why we've put in, you know, really easy to use filtering systems on the website and on our mobile app to enable a customer to find the exact car they're looking for. We also partner with third-party websites like cars.com, TrueCar, AutoTrader, and, and the like. And those sites also have filtering systems to find the car that you love. And we're always hopeful that our car comes up. So you can really search on you know, brand name, make model, mileage range, price range. And of course, you could sort the cars uh, the way you want. And uh, that's really what we want to make easy for a customer looking for a particular car. So because you have to move these cars around, you're trying to position them in the right places. It seems like data, it has to be front and center for you guys, how you decide those things, et cetera. You also, 2020 was a big year for you guys. You acquired Car Story, which was on the surface, at least an AI data company. Talk, talk to us about all of that. Like how does, how does data play into your daily life? Absolutely. So it's really part of the culture and it, it, it really makes its way, data makes its way into almost every decision we're making. And so, you know, at Room, we've built a platform really made for scale and driven by data. So as car buyers and sellers across the country increasingly turn to e-commerce solutions, you know, Car Story was designed to strengthen and extend the reach of our digital retailing platform. So together with them, we, we really look to accelerate the transformation of this massive used car industry. And we've been you know, we were clients of theirs for a while. So we've been impressed by the size, you know, breadth and sophistication of Car Stories operations, you know, and, and we're, we're absolutely thrilled to make them and a part of Vroom and welcome them to Vroom and really make our data uh, strategy even more robust. Right, and how does the data that you get from your, I mean, you're, you're online only, right? I can't go to a Vroom showroom or a lot. Correct. And so just a, a little sidebar on that is, you know, we don't, our, we don't really have a test drive concept, mm -hmm. except that you could keep the car for a week or 250 miles. And, and that's in our view, a way better test drive than 15 minutes at a dealership. Cause you could literally live with the car and so forth. So that's absolutely, you know, there is no dealership to answer you quickly. There's no physical dealership to go to, to buy a car from Vroom. And it's delivered to my door. It is delivered to your door. It could be delivered to an address that you give us. It could be, you know, you want the car delivered to your office, but we, we obviously, and certain, because certain streets, you know, may not allow for a car hauler sure. to come down the street. So sometimes we meet people in parking lots, but, but yes, customers, the driveway experience strategically for us is where we look to surprise and delight customers because it's such a new experience. It almost reminds me of the early days of the internet early days of using Amazon when I was like so amazed to order something here and up here, I'm pointing to my phone and get it there on my porch. So, so yeah, these absolutely get delivered to your home. And similarly, if we're buying your car, we pick your car up from your home as well. And, and so, okay. So 
Yeah. I mean, on the, on the delivery thing, I was just thinking my, my friend who he likes to buy a lot of classic cars, he gets, he has to get them delivered to the supermarket park parking lot down the street <laughs> because <laughs> can't fit in his driveway. Exactly. Uh, they can't turn around in his driveway anyway. So look, 2020 was a great year for you guys. 2020 was also the year of the pandemic. 2020 was also the year where, as far as I can tell from the news, everybody bought a used car. Hertz and Avis, I read an article the other day, they sold total between them 600 to 700,000 cars, used cars. Now nobody can rent a car anymore. So how did all that, how did 2020 change Vroom? Yeah, I mean, it seems we say every year this is a big year for us, but yeah. truly last year was a big year for us. Obviously, we, among other things, we went public last year. We had a successful follow-on raise all during the pandemic. And I mean, let's face it, the pandemic is an absolutely tragic event for the world, for our nation, for communities, employees, certainly for our customers. And Room's, you know, on the flip side of that, Room's business model was validated really by this crisis because it allowed people to not have to be forced to go into a physical dealership to buy or sell their car. So, you know, Room's business model allows for customers to feel safe and absolutely accelerated, you know, consumer adoption of buying and selling cars, you know, online during this time of uncertainty. You know, we believe this adoption is lasting and durable when consumers experience a car getting delivered or picked up, you know, from their home. So, you know, in the early months of the pandemic last year, you know, when many aspects of our economy and society were shut down, we were careful with some of the, you know, more playful creative assets we had, you know, at the moment, at that moment, we emphasized that room was an e-commerce delivery model from its inception. So we, we always delivered. You know, and now it was made even stronger with the insurance around being contact free. So we we sort of infused that message into the early days during the crisis. And then, you know, we really wanted to, at that moment, contrast room versus traditional dealerships that were, were then claiming to have e-commerce and delivery services. Then as consumers got a little more, for better or worse, you know, basically accustomed to this new COVID reality, we began to migrate our messaging to be more consistent with our current campaign, which sort of comedically exaggerates the difference between room and a traditional dealership. So, you know, in terms of channels and media that we looked at, we were always evaluating those. It was really the messaging that we adjusted from a marketing standpoint, you know, during the crisis last year. So although you say you're national, and I know you, you have a distribution all across the country, were there certain markets before the pandemic that you were focusing on? And did the pandemic change that view? So we are definitely a nationwide retailer, for sure. But we historically have been quite strong in the Sun Belt region. So Southern California, through Texas, through to Florida. I would say with our national brand advertising, you know, the Northeast and the you know, upper Midwest have been particularly strong for us, especially the Northeast. So, you know, it's, it, it, that really was the transformation of our company is when we kicked off national brand advertising and then absolutely plussed up, you know, the Super Bowl was definitely a, quite an inflection point for the growth of our brand recognition and a platform to raise our profile, obviously even higher. But historically, our, you know, those, that Sunbelt region has been uh, the strongest for us. And you know, I think we have now 
while I, you know, as I pointed out earlier, where there's no physical location for Vroom, our kind of network of reconditioning centers is allowing us to more economically deliver this like world-class execution closer to those growing markets that I described as well. So I guess the, one of the reasons I ask is your message is great. The branding sounds great. The experience sounds great. But again, in 2020, there was a lot of competition, right? There was all these use, all these rental car agencies selling all their cars. How did you break through with that message? What kind of, did you use paid media? Did you use social? How did, how did you find those channels to work? How did you use data to make those decisions, et cetera? Absolutely. So, 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 so let me be really clear about who we view as our competition. Our competition, undoubtedly, and this has been, you know, clear to us through consumer research of people who, for example, drop out of the funnel, where did you actually buy the car? The traditional dealerships are the, that is our competition at this stage of the digital adoption curve. And so there are now like 43,000 traditional used car dealerships around the country. And despite the poor experience that customers have run into, despite all that, you know, the, and despite how fast we're growing, despite how fast Carvana is growing, something like 98% of the 40 million cars that were, you know, bought and sold last year, used cars, 98% are still going through that traditional dealership experience. So we're using that as our rallying cry to to make sure customers know the differentiation between and, and the emotional kind of like, uh, this is where the research comes in. There's a lot of emotion that comes up for consumers when they think about going to buy a car at a traditional dealership. And this crosses all kinds of socioeconomic strata that based on our research where there's a tremendous amount of anxiety in the opaque process of buying or selling your car to a traditional dealership. So. We really, from a creative standpoint, you know, that research informed our motivation to make that very clear distinction. Now we do it comedically between a traditional car dealership experience and the Vroom experience. And so, so then you see that, you know, we have four different, you know, creative assets. You know, you asked about the media we use. We, on a national level, we're using TV, national TV and we're using national digital video to really reinforce that message of, you know, with room, you never have to go to a dealership again. On the performance side, you know, we are actively, you know, we're active in all the the markets, you know, the digital programmatic media that you might expect with a much more measured approach based on the kind of digital engagement with our website and so forth. So, that's kind of where we came from, from a messaging standpoint, after researching heavily, you know, where that emotional kind of disconnect is forming. And the fact of the matter is traditional dealerships create a tremendous amount of anxiety for consumers. So for a high growth brand like yourself, when you're doing branding and doing the national television, how are you thinking about the return on investment there? I understand that it doesn't directly, you have performance marketing, you have your KPIs there, but I'm sure you're looking at the baseline and the, and the lift and things like that. How, how are you doing that? Absolutely. So on a national brand level, we're absolutely tracking brand recall. So each month we are uh, measuring how our uh, aided awareness and unaided awareness ticks up. I'm, I'm happy to report that it is ticking up. We also have this incredible 
luxury, quite a, for lack of a better word, whereby our brand assets, particularly, you know, the TV assets, both on, you know, our spots that emphasize buy and our opposite, our spots that emphasize sell, we have found that not only are we seeing that brand strengthen, we actually get immediate response to, to with consumers engaging with our website and beginning the process of buying a car. So not just during the Super Bowl, which is like a whole other level of volume, but we have found, for example, live sports have just worked incredibly well for us and in particular the NFL. So when we first began our national campaign on live sports, particularly NFL, we were just amazed that not only were we getting this, all this visitation, but we were getting people that were actually beginning the journey of finding the car, starting the purchase of procuring a loan and insurance extended warranty uh, products for that car. So we have this just amazing opportunity in front of us where as long as we are hitting the notes on the emotional kind of like disconnects or, or connects to this new service we have, we're getting that dual response of brand uh, building and res- and sort of direct response into our funnel. So let's let's jump back a little bit to car story, all right? And the AI of car story. You know, talk about why you think AI and machine learning are are so important to the future of your business. Absolutely. So, you know, we I can't at a, at a very high level, one of the kind of like the foundation of where all things get started at room is what cars do should we buy? Mm. What should we pay for those cars? And how should we price those cars to consumers in the marketplace? So those activities to do those well require an enormous skill set or sort of set of data science capabilities to do that and a breathtaking amount of data to get that right. And we often comment when we're, when we're having these very technical conversations about all of those steps, right? Assortment of cars, what we pay for those cars, how we price those cars. We often reflect at the end of these conference calls, I don't think, you know, Joe's Chevrolet down the street just had that hour long conversation about, you know, models and data science. So we think that this is a massive differentiation that we already had at Vroom prior to buying, acquiring car story. With car story, we are just orders of magnitude ahead of the industry in terms of our ability to make sure that we are executing at those initial points of inventory management. So that's really kind of the way, like as I view it from my perspective, you know, the future is really bright when I think about our, the opportunity in front of us as it, as it relates to data and car story just puts us at a, just a whole other level of capability. So, so to, to sort of restate what you, what I think I heard, you're using, you're, you're using data and AI and technology like that to create a much more efficient inventory management system so that you're, you're understanding what the demand is and you're not holding a lot of inventory that, that will take long to sell in the end. That's right. That's right. Great. Amazing. So you have a high growth business, right? What are the good, cha- you know, everybody says, oh, it's, this is the challenge, but it's a good challenge to have. What, what is a good challenge that you're having right now to, to grow as quickly as you really want to? Sure. I mean, the good challenge that we have is there is a, our time has come, right? And so we have a service that 
consumers want at an increasing rate. So our growth is really, you know, exciting. You see it in our public statements as a pub, now a public company. And so the challenge for a company like ours, which as you said, is one of those great challenges is managing that growth is making sure that, that as we continue to have this massive amount of demand, you know, ma managing a massive amount of inventory that we price accurately, we just need to meet the, the customer where they are with what they expect when and where they live. And so it's really, you know, at a high level, it's keeping up with that growth with a world-class operation. We've got, uh, we've got a few more minutes left. Mm -hmm. What do you want our listeners to really hear about Vroom that we haven't talked about so far? You know, I, I really, as we talked about earlier, just to kind of go back to a, an earlier point, buying a car online is new, right? This is a new experience for consumers and it's incumbent upon Vroom to gain their trust. Now, the bar is quite low <laughs> in the industry because that traditional car buying experience is so, is so uniformly loathed by consumers that any process that will make that more convenient, more accessible, more transparent, and a feeling that a customer, that a company has their back and is an advocate for them versus like an adversary is, is just a welcome opportunity for consumers. So, you know, from my perspective, you know, the future is extremely bright for Vroom. You know, we're operating in this massive market that's just entering into an early and accelerating online adoption phase. From a brand standpoint, we absolutely want Vroom to be a household name that stands for transparency and assurance. We want to continue to outpace the industry with our use of data, science, you know, to purchase and price inventories we just talked about as accurately as possible. Our logistics team and our last mile resources are really designed to deliver an outstanding driveway experience for an ever increasing portion of our customers. And, you know, from my perspective, the opportunity as a company is just right in front of us. And it's really, for us, it's really about execution. And really for a consumer, back to this, this new experience, you know, what I would leave with them is that, you know, with Vroom, they never have to go to that dealership again. So that's really what I want and what we want consumers to, to really internalize about our company. Great. Well, that's all the time we have on this edition of Hidden Layers. Thank you so much to Peter Scher for being with us, CMO of Room. I'm Jeremy Fain, your host, and we hope that you tune in next time. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Hidden Layers, and we look forward to talking to you soon.